Magneto Funky, number 175. It's Monday, December 21st, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Opening hot with a hell no ho ho ho. Because this ain't a happy holiday season for anybody who ain't the idle rich. We're back in lockdown and the equivalent of a 9-11 body count is racking up every day here in the U.S. The direct result of P. Grabby's intentional herd mentality COVID response all along. Not to mention the entire post-election gutter dammerung. Yeah, I got a lot more to say later about the go-fuck-yourself GOP, that feckless gang of seditious assholes, but let's push on. This episode is mostly a personal plague year in review, along with a new crop of not-at-all seasonal new beats sent in by my reliable music sources. Okay, that was Acrylic on Canvas, the latest exclusive track sent in by Audionautics, a.k.a. Jason Shaw, composer, producer, engineer out of Pittsburgh. Nice piece. Yeah, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, uh, international pod zine and personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. Uh, 
my pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. Yeah, as the city goes back into lockdown and my slow prep for bugging out continues, I went back through the grid segments from the year just to make sure I'm not repeating myself and noted that I did make some progress. I mean, I worked out the kinks in the Benitez 8 device. I realized that my camper van plan wasn't going to fly because frankly, I haven't driven a car in over 30 years, but I've been riding a bike forever. So I switched to the camper bike nomad plan. Because I started getting more dreams of an impending earthquake, I planned to bug out before Christmas and started gearing up for bikepacking, but frankly, that was right when the pandemic hit. Anyway, like I said, I got the Benitez device working 5x5. I figured out the optimal switch rate of 30 minutes back and forth and started converting it to a mobile power plant. I began the research into front country, back country, and slack country stealth camping, then started making my own bike gear instead of paying the inflated prices for like a handlebar harness or a bivy sack. That's when I downshifted from a fancy cargo trailer to converting a folding steel grocery slash laundry cart. A fancy tent also downshifted to the tarp tent condo that would store the bike and the trailer inside along with me. By the summer, the lockdown in the Bay Area was working. The rest of the country was slowly improving. And I built the mobile mini sculpture studio. But it only took a few months for the GOP and right-wing herd mentality anti-maskers to wreck all that progress and start the next big wave of infections and deaths. The summer also saw the season-long wildfires all over the West Coast, causing an entirely different lockdown, compounded by the murder of George Floyd and nationwide racial strife fed by the Proud Boys and Police Fanboys and P. Grabby going full fascist during an election year. Okay, uh, finishing up the review in a bit. Okay, back to the stage. Continuing with the set of unseasonal beats with Twisted Heart by Polly Fay, an indie electronic alternative ambient artist from the 11 song album The Secret Language of Trees, released by Project Records on December 11th. It's introspective, ethereal dream pop infused with Polyphase sensual and silky vocals. Nice. Yeah, I used to have sensual and silky vocals too. Okay, uh, next up is The Pharmacy by Crow Jane, a dark, haunting witches and demons montage from the album Mater Dolorosa with a creepy cool video. And lastly, we have Just Fascination by Noir, 
originally released by Cabaret Voltaire in 1983. Uh, this exclusive dark wave single is currently available on Bandcamp. It has an official street date of January the 5th from Metropolis Records. Thank you. 
Geek Notes. Okay, this time the theme is one month of bullshit to go. An entirely optimistic wish that the sad sack, dead end, racist gaggle of seditious rat fuckers and their pathetic cult followers and phony white nationalist patriots would suck it up, admit defeat, and stop calling for a civil war because they've been temporarily stopped from turning the country into an authoritarian medieval shithole that only benefits the 1%. The loudest voices calling for civil war will never be on the front line, they assume, because the overweight red hats and camo stroking ARs and AKs are just as much cannon fodder as the black and brown people they fantasize slaughtering in the name of freedom. Many of these fuckers have never even served and don't know what civil war has done in Bosnia, Syria, Iraq, etc. Don't know shit beyond video game urban warfare, and many of them could care less that Trump, Michael Flynn, Stephen Barnes, Stephen Miller, and a hundred other rat bastards who deserve a stretch in Gitmo don't give a fuck about the country. They're just in it for the purge. All because they can't tolerate being told to wear a mask. Yeah, I wish we only had a month to worry about these fuckers. But the day after Biden's inaugural, every petty and mean-spirited GOP effort to hobble and break the government will proceed, especially if the Georgia runoff goes against the Democratic Party. That's why the election isn't over. and won't be over until 2024, or when some of the treasonous fuckers go to jail or when some of those paid-to-be-spineless corporate Democrats become less of the former and more of the latter. All right, now I'm done ranting, because we're still in the deep funk of the latest COVID wave. And even with the slow start of vaccinations, we still have anti-vaxxer blowback, the corporate media addicted to disarray narratives, and what mutations of COVID will do next year. All because millions of dumbasses can't tolerate being told to wear a mask and want a fucking civil war. Alright, for the duration, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and hard opening, etc., send me an email, and I may add it to my Twitter feed if possible. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com, and if you like or you don't like the show, give it a quick review. Uh, go to ratethispodcast.com slash mfunky, and I'll read it here in Geek Notes and tee off appropriately. Transfer complete.
Okay, in grid practice. In the fall, my dreams started shifting from earthquakes to worst case scenarios on the road when I wasn't having rolling bouts of insomnia and politics took over everything. I skipped serving as a poll worker during the summer, but I signed up for the fall so I could see Trump voted out, and he has been voted out, even though the second civil war he helped instigate will go on next year. Uh, right now, I'm still gaming out the logistics of bike camping for a solitary black rider, imagining how to look like a bike tourist instead of a homeless guy on a bike pulling a DIY trailer. Uh, so far, the resources I'm going through are sites like Campendium, free camping, warm showers, adventure cycling, and places that have bike touring maps and bikepacking forums and journals uh, from folks who have been and are already doing long-term touring. On top of the state and federal park and Bureau of Land Management websites. All these tools will help me create my own walkabout Bible uh, for when I leave this SRO and not look back. Uh, one tool I've come across lately is an online game I found on the huge site Bike Touring Tips developed uh, by a cat named Ray. It's called Armchair Bike Touring and it's a cool introductory game for newbies that gives you a reasonable idea of what bike touring is like. You got three levels, a short, medium, and long distance tour. And along the way, you make decisions like when to eat and where to sleep. Uh, you got weather and terrain challenges. It's fun to play with. And meanwhile, the remaining gear aside from the batteries and solar panels is small stuff. Uh, right now I'm working on a DIY front wheel fender, a DIY map holder because you can't run Google Maps all the time, and the odds and ends for the bike. If I'm lucky, I'll get my vaccine shots and be ready to actually bug out by next summer. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with Sawain Soon, a Halloween song by Outsider, a.k.a. Irish multi-instrumentalist and singer-songwriter Sean O'Corcoran from the three-song EP uh, Sawain Soon, spelled Samhain. Now, it was released on December 4th, and this release follows up his debut album, Karma of Youth, named one of the best albums of 2020 by American Songwriter.
said, the Prince Che Guevara, I'll talk to you tomorrow, cause no one ever loves you when you say you take the hand and I'll follow. To the lights of Corbelio, to the lights of Corbelio, I am riding with the spirits. To the lights of Corbelio, to the lights of Corbelio, to the lights of Corbelio, I am crossing to your world. To the lights of Corbelio. This show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, uh, the latest being Acast. Show notes are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. Send reviews to ratethispodcast.com slash mfunky. Hey, if you like the show, tell your friends. And two last points. One, we need a serious look at the ballots for Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and Susan Collins for fraud. And two, if we actually are at the beginning of a second civil war, then the massive Russian cybersecurity attack that P. Grebby can't be bothered with being alarmed or angry about should be the equivalent of President Shithole looking the other way as Boris and Natasha bombed Fort Sumter for him. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio 
from freesound.org. The next episode is set for whenever I have enough music and stuff to rant about. Most likely between the Georgia runoff and Biden's inaugural. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill and trying to get my voice back at my Garrett in the Mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we will go through, not into, the darkness.